Welcome in to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the listeners. Those of you listening live in the call-in app, appreciate you guys. Those of you listening later in Apple and Spotify, still love you guys too. And also welcome in to the co-host of the show, Large Country. Hi. That's it. That's oh, how's it feel, dog? <laughs> how's it feel? That's no. a little radio introduction for Mello there. I come in hot off a segment break. I'm like, hey, there's no, Mello. I was just, and I, he just I hits was, me with the high. I was just surprised that we were going to just so obviously steal my... Oh, yep. That's plagiarism. I'm sorry. I didn't even change it up a little bit. Just uh, word for no, word. Just, Tone and everything. Yeah. Everything. That's on me. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, like let's not do that again. Favorite, I cite my sources here. Favorite stand-up uh, I, comedian, and you're just like, hey, I'm just going to say exactly what he said. and then I cited you, though. I cited my I sources. Nuh-uh. I said just a little mellow special. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. That's on me. Okay, no more doing that. I guess he's offended. My apologies. It's a hot Thursday, though. I'll tell you that. Hot start to the Thursday. Is it? I'm a little energetic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. I think you're on drugs or something. Dude, I wish I was, man. Just been just been a rough couple weeks. I think we're back. You were walking around doing fake football coach stuff. Yeah, today. man. I feel like I'm dressed like a coach today. I don't know what's going on. I got, <laughs> got khaki shorts and a red polo. Chiefs polo. Yeah. Who am I, fucking Brett do you wanna, Beach? Do you want to run through your little routine that you did earlier? I mean, let's just come on, boys. Let's have ourselves a day. What do you say? You know what I mean? You just got to be jumping around a little antsy. All right, boys. Beautiful day to play some football. What do you say? What do you fucking say, boys? Going to get into a lot of sports. This show is just going to be off the rails. I, I already, already know it is. Yep. Tell. <laughs> I don't know what to do with your newfound happiness. It's not happiness. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can tell you right now. It is not. It's a, there's a lot of pain and stress going on. We uh, at the gym yesterday decided to max out on deadlift. I think I went a little too heavy. My lower back is on fire. And I don't know if it's like the good pain of like, oh, it's sore because I lifted a lot, or if it's like pain because it's like, hey, you might have broke your back and you got spinal fluid kind of leaking out a little bit. <laughs> Keep an eye on right. it. Yeah, I can't do any stretches. Some... I tried to do yoga this morning by myself in my living room. I mean, everyone usually does yoga by themselves, I guess. Not like I, I, had I a, think a lot of people probably go to a class for it. But uh, you know, I just had like a group uh, group yoga session in the apartment this morning. Definitely did not, but I was just like, man, I'm going to try this. Just do some type of stretches here to help my lower back. Didn't help at all. Flared it back up. I think sometimes it takes some. It takes a little while for that to set in. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. through the day it'll get better. Yeah, you start feeling it tomorrow. Yeah. 450 uh, pounds, though. That's a lot for lower back. Yeah. Huh. Strong boy. <laughs> uh-huh. I also think it's the coffee that I finally had. I've not had coffee in like three days. And I had some this morning with an extra shot or two of espresso. <laughs> yeah, how many did and they actually give you? Hitting the spot. I think more than two. I could tell you that right now. I don't know how many were already in there, but I got some extra. The whole time. Like, usually before the show, it's kind of quiet in here. It's like, oh, yeah. there's stuff that we need to talk about, but like, let's save it for the podcast. Well, I felt like today was a little bit of a different morning because I walked in and you said, usually I say good morning as soon as I walk in. 
and you kind of just give like a little like, mm, or you roast me about what I'm wearing. <laughs> this morning, you said good morning before I did. And I was like, oh, we're both in a good mood. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just a little I- energy match in the morning gets me going. I would say that I am in a neutral mood. I'm in the I'm in the same mood that I am always in. Yeah, but happy to see it. Uh, going to talk some quarterback <laughs> tears today. Also going to talk back problems in the in Major League Baseball. Uh, I had a trade yesterday, last night happened finally. Our Kansas City Royals, but also uh, the most important team in baseball, or most popular team in baseball, the New York Yankees. The Brittany Griner trade, the Live Tour, and possibly the Golden State Warriors, too, and what's going on there. And it is Thursday, so we'll have our Thinking Out Loud Thursday. Now, let's start here with these quarterback tiers, though. Mm-hmm. It's damn. It's pretty much football season. Yeah, I mean, our first, the first preseason game is next week. We've got seven days. Even Hey, and also, Jake, your Raiders play next week, <laughs> just so you know. Hope you're ready. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Raiders fans listen to this show. Yep. I'm excited to see that next they're week. Playing we the kind of Bills, already talked correct? about it. Huh? The Bills, is that who they're playing? Jaguars. Jaguars, that's what I meant. Trevor Lawrence is who I saw, mm-hmm. not Josh Allen. Yep. Uh, get to see a lot of these young guys on both teams. And uh, also that new look for the Raiders and that offense and what they're going to be doing. So excited about that. But this week, a lot of people have been talking about the quarterback tiers and which quarterbacks belong in what. And I haven't done any of mine yet, but then I, I decided to this morning, just looking at it. For me, I think some of the, the top tiers are pretty easy. I think tier number one is the easiest. Yep. And maybe I offend some people here with this one, but I think there are only four quarterbacks in tier one. And I'm not going to like shit on all these, all these quarterbacks like some other people have or these anonymous defensive <laughs> coordinators. Yeah. But I do think that tier one is Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. And Josh Allen is, is almost the guy that's like, yeah, why is he in this tier? I think he's going to have another great season to where after this year people are like, yep, he is definitely in yep. that tier. But I do think that he has kind of separated himself even from some of the other guys. Maybe he doesn't have the resume for it yet. But I think for all being honest, he he belongs in that tier. I mean, we all see it because we've all seen him develop and get better every single year in the league. I mean, every year he comes in and it's like, damn, Josh Allen's playing on another level. Mm-hmm. He's more and accurate. The, you know what I mean? The Bills, too, have done a wonderful job of surrounding him with talent, yes, building him up. Like, I know the Bills get credit for like how well things are gone, but I just don't think they get enough credit almost. Like what they've done in terms of, you know, is it's Billy Bean as their general manager, correct? Is it Billy? Is that his first Billy name? Billy is the moneyball guy. Excuse me. <laughs> it's Bean. I can't yeah. think of his first name right now. I can't either. But anyways, like Bean has done a fantastic job building that roster. Sean McDermott as a head coach has done a fantastic job at like getting the team to unite and like just play together. And, like, you see it on the field with just how much they respect one another. And it's just – it's one of those deals where it's like you throw in Josh Allen. And it's like this is just the final piece here. We're set. I don't really know what else they need. Maybe more of just like a consistent running game to kind of lean on from time to time. Right. But outside of that, the, the Buffalo Bills, it almost just feels like it's this year. And I know I've said that before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast or the radio show. But it was just like the Bills just have that feeling where it's like, hey, we've had two back-to-back years of, like, heartbreak endings of the season – Let's go make it this year. Third year is the charm. That's I the find hope. myself rooting for them. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, I do too. As a Chiefs fan, it's just like, hey, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing the Bills do it. Mainly because when you look at all the success they've had in like, you know, in the '90s, you go to four straight Super Bowls. You go to the Super Bowl four years in a row and lose every one. 
Some of them, because you can't make a fucking field goal. And it's like, <laughs> that is even tougher. Yeah. So that that's my tier one. Do you have any issues with the guys that I put in tier one? I um, didn't see I here in the chat. The Tom Brady. Does Tom Brady still belong in tier one? So I, I was actually getting ready to go there. Because a couple years ago, um, it felt like he didn't belong up there anymore. <laughs> and then he goes to Tampa and just wins another freaking Super Bowl. And we're like, well... We don't really have a choice but to put him up here. That's kind of where I'm at, too. I saw a tweet this morning. I think it might have been the Barstool account that tweeted out like six years ago today. Max Kellerman declared that Tom Brady was going to fall off a cliff and it was going to be like very bad. He's won three Super Bowls since then. So what we need to tell Max Kellerman is just shut his mouth about Tom Brady. Like, <laughs> stop talking about him because yeah, he literally hears you. My thing with Brady is I'm going to keep him tier one. I'm going to keep him as like a... Whatever team he's playing for, they're going to be Super Bowl contenders until he retires or I actually see him be very bad. Yep. And even if Tom Brady came out this year and he was really bad and he said, you know what, I can't end my career like this one more year, I would keep him in Tier 1 because I would be afraid of the comeback tour that he would do. Yeah. So it's going to take, honestly, two consecutive bad years for me to remove him from tier one. <laughs> but I think this might be his last year. <laughs> it should be. I mean, especially when you're going to go make however much money. What is it? How much money is he $37 million. Dollars. It's just stupid. That's basketball money for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is. And speaking of the Buccaneers, uh, Ryan Jensen, their center, went uh, suffered a knee injury at practice today. Right. So hopefully he's going to be okay. He was carted off the field. Uh, yeah. per I did Bull. see some people saying that it could just, it could just be a sprain, like out of just a, a frustration yeah. thing. It looked... Bad because of his reaction, but um, who knows? Who hey, knows knee sprains are painful. Oh, are they? Yeah, I did it one time. I thought I just absolutely de fucking destroyed my knee. Mm -hmm. Go to the doctor and like, nah, man, you just sprained it. You're good. Just kind of <laughs> hyperextended a little bit. And I was just like, at the moment of relief, I was like, thank God. Uh -huh. But I was like, I fucking did a mellow. I destroyed everything <laughs> in my knee. Here we go. Grandparents didn't want me to play football because they thought I was going to hurt my knee like Mello. Did it playing basketball. Come to find out later on, mm -hmm. that's how Mello hurt his knee. Here we are. I was going to say, that's a, that's a peek behind the curtain thing. Like Your, your yeah. grandparents didn't want you to play football. I played football from third grade all the way to sophomore year of high school. And then my grandparents were like, hey, uh, you're really good at basketball. Maybe you should just like focus on that. You have a really good shot. You're good. Like we don't want you to play football and get hurt. And then, you know what I mean? You're dealing with injury for the rest of your life. And then I kind of started looking at like the school, some of the way that like the teammates respect, like disrespected the coach and like didn't really put a lot of work in. I was just like, ah, maybe I should listen to him. My grandparents are, they're older, they're wiser. They know better than me. So I go play basketball really? and I quit playing football and I look back and it's like, I spent way too much time training for basketball. Six to just, foot two white dude. Of course you're going to ball out. In oh, basketball. I'm going to fucking college, man. <laughs> I, you want me to handle the ball coach? Absolutely not. Get your ass on the post and rebound. You got it, dude. Yeah. Cool. cool. Oh, are you super fast? Nope. No. Not really. Not my game. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be that guy. Like I was pretty good at football. I was pretty good at coming off the end, like a defensive end. I'm right fucking there, dude. So there's times where I can't help and look back. Cause like a six, two white dude playing defensive end. Shit, who knows? Yeah, Coming from or, a 1A school, definitely still not going to happen. But there's that what if. your offensive line? I could have been. I could have been a Eat center. whatever you want, lift some weights. Yep. <laughs> Call me Jason Kelsey. I would have been right there with him. Right, obviously. Fuck. Uh, you are all over the place today. <laughs> yeah, where were we? Two. Yeah, yep. Quarterbacks. Talking about these quarterbacks because you have mentioned Ryan play. Jensen potentially, <laughs> possibly, maybe – being injured. <laughs> Tier two of the quarterbacks. Uh, I have Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford, 
Russell Wilson, and I am putting in Deshaun Watson here. Um, can we? Ju- I just want to say this one last time. Yeah. Deshaun Watson on the field is a very good player. I hate off the field Deshaun Watson, as yes. does everyone. But if we're going to talk about quarterbacks, let's just talk about the ones that are on the field yes. and how he plays. And I do think that Deshaun Watson is going to be good. And I think the Browns could be pretty good, too. He's He might miss some games. Who knows? Uh, Sue Robinson, you up? Like, we've been waiting for that information yep. for a while now. But I, I think he does belong in Tier 2 as a football player. Don't like him off the field, but it is what it is. When he's on the field, he is good. And it looks like he's going to play. Like yeah. He's going to play significant games this year. Even if it is an eight-game suspension, which uh, a lot of the rumors are two to eight games, Playing more than half the season, yeah. So have to have to mention him. Like I, I'm sorry if you uh, have issues with it, take it up with the NFL, take it up with the Cleveland Browns. I'm just here to talk about football. Um, but I think Herbert and Burrow, they're guys right there that are on the cusp of tier one, yeah, and maybe even an, an MVP season away or second place in MVP voting away from from getting up there. It's they, it's they hard for me cut. with Justin Herbert because like we all know how good he is and we see it. But almost at the same time, it feels like he hasn't proven anything. You know what I mean? Like, he's not had any success outside of just being a good quarterback for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. It feels like they just kind of moved on from Phillip Rivers into Justin Herbert. And it's like, okay, cool. This is still a good competitive team. But we haven't seen him win the division. Haven't seen him win a playoff game. You can't beat the Raiders to get into the playoffs. And it's just, what the heck's going on? And I know he's young, only going into year, what, three of the of his yeah. NFL career. This will be year three. This could be a very promising year for the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Where it's like, actually, this dude is a tier one. And I'm not disagreeing with him being a tier two. It's just the fact that the other guys that we see here, Joe Burrow just went to a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford went to a Super Bowl and won it. Lamar Jackson, MVP, has won a playoff game. Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl, been to multiple, has won playoff games. Now with the Denver Broncos, could be scary. And it's just like you see Tier 2 with Justin Herbert, and it's like, ooh, his resume doesn't match up with these other guys that are here. You don't think so? What about Josh Allen, though? Well, I mean, Josh Allen, we've seen him you know, get to an AFC Championship game. We've seen him you know, win playoff games and you know, make those big throws. And, mm-hmm. I mean, shit, they almost beat the Chiefs. 13 seconds, you know what I mean? That, you're probably never going to see that again in our lifetime. Josh Allen was 13 seconds away from going to the AFC Championship game and playing the Bengals. And probably winning that game to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. even, but, but even with the, and I'm like, not trying to shit on Justin Herbert. It's just the reality like of it. it. <laughs> I actually do like Justin Herbert. I want to make that known. I want that to be clear as well. Mm-hmm. I don't have a single issue with Justin Herbert. Even with the the thing that this comes from, what's his name, um, Mike, that does the tears. Mike Sando, who does the tears for the quarterbacks, uh, he does this every year. Justin Herbert, according to them, uh, was tier one. Yeah. And I like the resume thing, kind of with the Deshaun Watson stuff. I, I think it gets a little bit overrated. A quarterback wins, yeah. Super Bowls. I, I think the team that Joe Burrow has is better than the team that Justin Herbert has. It's pretty close, but I think they're a little bit yeah. better. Well, that and like you know, like we, we've talked about several times, everything really just kind of fell into place for the Bengals last year. You know, I mean, there was they did make a lot of great plays. But at the same time, everything else just kind of worked in their favor for them to get to where they were. With the Chargers, it's like, oh, that division just keeps getting tougher and tougher. Mm-hmm. Chargers could be very good this year. They should be. This, I mean, this should, should be, be the year where the Chargers win the division. Yeah. Again, it's kinda, it feels like these guys have been in the league for more than two years. Yeah. Herbert and Burrow. Yeah. Both of them. But it's, it's only two years. 
so far. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think that's a no-duh. He deserves to be in Tier 2. Yep. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about him this week, but for me, it's easy. Uh, Matt Stafford was honestly the one where I was like, eh, is he Tier 2 or is he Tier 3? I think he's on the bottom half of Tier 2. He's really good. He just won a Super Bowl. I still think that Matt Stafford's kind of a little bit overrated. Possibly. Matthew Stafford, you think? Mm-hmm. I don't. Not after the fact that he won a Super Bowl. I mean, he switches teams, and then the first year that he switched teams, he won a Super Bowl. It's like, man, what happened if he would have done this a couple years ago? Depending yeah. on where he goes. But to me, I think like they, the Rams don't win the Super Bowl without Matthew Stafford. The guy just made incredible no. throws. Well, they got to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, though. Uh, for sure. But with Stafford, it was like they made the throws in the Super Bowl that needed to be made for them to win that game. Jared Goff didn't make those throws. He left it hanging, and then McCourty came over and knocked it out, and it was like, well, pff, there goes our freaking deep shot opportunity to Brandon Cooks to win this game because it was such a defensive battle between the Rams and uh, Patriots. Yeah, with Stafford, like he gets credit. He won the Super Bowl. I think that's cool. But that's almost like the Jimmy Garoppolo, like, oh, he, he just wins games things. Like, How many other quarterbacks could have replaced Matt Stafford on that team and won a Super Bowl? I would, just off the top of my head, I think there's at least 10. Really? Yes. So all four guys from Tier 1, Okay. obviously. All the guys in Tier 2 for me. Yep. So we're at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 9. And then you tell me that you couldn't throw in a, a Derek Carr, a Dak Prescott, a Kirk Cousins. I know that's probably not a very popular opinion, but yeah. I think Kirk Cousins could have won a Super Bowl for that Rams team. Ugh, I don't know. Make all the throws in the Super Bowl, find Cooper Cup. Yeah, but it was just like the, the type of throws, too, in the moments. Like the fact that he threw a no-look in the Super Bowl across the middle of the field between two linebackers and a trailing corner mm-hmm. fits it in a Cooper Cup. It's like the only other quarterback that I think really has the balls to make that throw is a no-look is Mahomes, and the other ones that are making it while looking at it is going to be Josh Allen and Rodgers and possibly Herbert. I don't think Wilson's Josh just like, Allen could do it, or Herbert. I will I'll give credit to Matt Stafford on that one. Yeah. But I, I think that there are at least 10, maybe 12 quarterbacks that could win a Super Bowl with that Rams team. And I think quarterbacks winning the Super Bowl is you incredibly ought to put that one out there. Yeah. Like, Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Uh, the gap between John Elway making it to a Super Bowl and winning one like even like being honest, John Elway winning that Super Bowl with the Broncos, he wasn't very good at the end of his career. Yeah, Peyton Manning winning the one at the end of his career. So I I don't give a lot of credit to Matt Stafford for like oh he won a Super Bowl because I do think a lot of people could have won a Super Bowl on that team and he does come in at tier two for me. But I it's not like oh he might be tier one next year. Yeah, I think solidified tier two. Mm-hmm. Tier, tier one is just do it again then. Tier, tier three one. for me. I go with Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is kind of the one where it's like, Ugh, does he belong in this tier? I'm going to put him in there. Uh, maybe that four extra hours of studying per week is going to help <laughs> him get into this tier. But he was close to not making tier three for me. If one of these guys wins MVP this next year, where does they get? Do they go up to a one or do they just go up to another tier to two? They go to two. Do getting into tier one is going to be tough? Yep. I, I, for me, that's like your superstar level quarterback. So but even if, if Kyler Murray comes out and he shows the potential that a lot of people believe he has, 
then maybe he could. But even for Derek Carr and Dak Prescott, I think it would be one of those situations where it's like, show me you can do it again. Yeah. Now, if Kyler comes out and wins an MVP and they make it to a Super Bowl, I think he's probably tier one. If they win a Super Bowl, it's because of him. Yeah. But if Derek Carr does those like exact same things, it's like, ooh, you're close. <laughs> I feel like if Derek Carr does it, it's going to be one of those deals where it's like, they finally just put all the pieces around him. They finally put reliable, good talent all around them. Now, you still have questions about their defense and the secondary and the linebackers and the offensive line. I think that with even with Derek Carr, if he were to do that, so many people hate him that they would be like, oh, I only did it with Devontae Adams. I wonder what the thought process would be on Derek Carr if it wasn't for David Carr. And constantly yeah. just like yeah. over-praising him in the media where it's just like, yeah. I, I agree. Dude, like, I get it's your brother, but like, Fucking calm down on the bias. Yeah, like what he had that tweet last year was like, you're, you're going to realize that he's the greatest quarterback ever, something yeah. like that. He and I annoyed. do respect Derek Carr a lot for the way that he handled the adversity and led that team and organization to a playoff, you know, berth, and then almost beating the Bengals, who then went on to the Super Bowl. It was like, man, Derek Carr and the Raiders. Were, it felt like they were just that close, and they've been that close for a little bit with Derek Carr. They just haven't finally been able to put it all together. If they can figure it out this year. I know I already said it about the Chargers, but the Raiders, I mean, just that entire AFC West, who knows what the freak's going to happen. But it could be. What? Who knows what the freak I mean, happen. just freaking freak, man. <laughs> I was, the one time I don't want to say the F word. I just think it's funny when you say freak. What the freak, dude? Dude. <laughs> I got a little freak. Kid that can't cuss yet. I'm Mormon all of a sudden. <laughs> freak, dude. Frick. Uh, tier four for me. These are the young guys. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. I think if Mac Jones has another solid year and leads the Patriots to double-digit wins, he gets the berth to Tier 3. I can read your mind. You're a Mac Jones guy. Uh, I think I am, actually. No, you are. I've, I've seen it over the last couple days, weeks. You're a Mac Jones guy. You just haven't admitted it yet. Because I don't want to root for the Patriots. <laughs> is that? I mean, that's been that's the evil it. empire for so long. Where it's like I can't, I can't switch because they have a new kid. You know what you're, I mean? You're in. You're you're fully vested. You're in there. Kinda on the Mac I'm kind of. I think you probably saw me put on the rundown for radio the other day. We just didn't get to it. I think the Patriots are a team to keep an eye on in the AFC. Mm-hmm. We were kind of like Cincinnati that. was last year at that one point where we did it, and I was just like, hey, I think Cincinnati they might be a year away. But there's some talent here. And you were like, that's freaking stupid. They end up finding the way. That I, I knew I said they were going to be good. I didn't think they would actually make it to the Super Bowl. And boom, they did. It was like, fuck. Like, I kind of won this, but I'm not happy that I was actually right. So, Patriots, I mean, you're bringing that up. Are you declaring the Patriots good? Are they are they? I Super honestly, I think so, yeah. I mean, with Mac Jones and, you know, him, I am buying into the fact that he is a lot healthier this year. He is. It, it, for me, it shows him going into year two. He's like, I'm taking this very serious. They still went 10-7 and seven last year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, keep building on that. Best shape of his life. Yeah. But I, I think with the multiple running backs that they have, I know they're, you know Josh McDaniels is not there, and I don't know how much of an impact that is going to mean to that offense and the organization as a whole. But it's like, you might have something there with Mac Jones and the running backs that you have and the two tight end sets and the receivers and the defense. Bill Belichick's going to have that down, and Matt Patricia's back. So it's like, defense is going to be solid. We understand that. We, you can already bet on that. I want to give myself some credit because I don't do that enough. When we were talking about the Bengals and like teams that were good or not, you listed the Bengals as one of your teams that was good. Mm-hmm. And the segment was good or bad. Good is 
can win a Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. You were almost going to hedge and not put them in there, but I forced you to make a definitive statement. Yep. And you did. But you were like, eh, I think, I think they're good. They're probably... So it's just because I knew the back. I was scared of the backlash yeah. instead of just being strong in my statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with Mac Jones. So with this, with the Bengals, learn my lesson. Mm-hmm. This is my definitive statement. You got to put definitive takes out there. I hate when people are like. No well, the thing is, is because I've done that <laughs> before. I've done that before, and it's you guys will be like, "Oh, you're just fucking Chiefs homer." Like, nah, just you got to stop doing it. And granted, uh, it was Sammy Watkins. It was Two Sammy years Watkins. Ago, you were and it was Demarcus homer. Robinson. Yeah. Well, even two years ago, you would like still talk shit on the Raiders and Chargers all the time. Yeah. I've gotten much better at that. You have. Okay, good. Like, again, <laughs> assist to me. You're welcome. <laughs> but I hate when people are like – the, the draft is the worst. The NFL draft is the worst because there are people out there that will praise every single player. Mm-hmm. And they don't have any negative comments about anyone. And I get it. These are college kids. You can't go out and say everybody's great and then say, look, I hit on this player. Yeah, I, I'm a genius. I hit on this guy. I got Told that you. guy. It's like, okay, cool. You said everyone is good. Yeah. So like even me, I still get shit for Jared Stidham. Okay, yes. but I made a definitive statement, put it out there, and was like, that what I, are you going to? I feel bad for you on the Jared Stidham because I jumped that train with you and was just like, we're hyping up fucking Jared Stidham. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the guy. I, just- I don't feel bad for it. It was a little bit of a miss, uh, but – one of my takes, and I, I mention this every time I mention Jared Stidham, I said he was better than Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins. R.I.P., but it's better. Yeah, I mean, for sure. <laughs> and uh, another one of my takes was like, you can get him in the second round. You're going to have to draft one of these guys in the first round. Don't do that. Yep. So was I wrong about Jared Stidham being good? Maybe yep. that quarterback class kind of helps explain what happened this year in the draft. It was like, oh, we 100%. probably shouldn't take any of these guys in the first round. And the Steelers are uh-huh. like, forget about it. We'll take Kenny anyways. Could have got him in the third, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that class, the Jared Goff one, Yeah, I, I think it even helped like this tier. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Even some of those guys slipped. Yes. Like the Patriots didn't trade up to get Mac Jones. Got him a 15, a right? He a bowler. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was 15. 15? Mm-hmm. The Bears traded up to get Fields at 11. That's right. Yeah. Uh, my next tier, tier five, I've got seven of them. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill. Kirk Cousins, dangerously close to honestly just being in tier three. <laughs> I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's underrated. I think he's a weirdo off the field, and he's just corny. You like that? He's good on the field, though. I don't know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill for me, it's like, okay, we kind of we know who you are. Like you're yeah. solid. Matt Ryan, sorry, you're just old now. Ryan Tannehill, you, I think you could win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill, but I he's not like the future of his team. And I agree with that for sure. With Matt Ryan, I feel like there towards the end of Atlanta, it was like they were asking him to be more than what he was. It was like, okay, this offensive line's not very good. Our receivers are our receivers are constantly getting hurt. We're not playing. Just kind of move on from this. Matt Ryan's like, please just kind of scramble a little bit and then make plays, extend plays. Matt Ryan's like, I I can't. It takes me three steps to get one yard. This is impossible. I think him being in Indianapolis is a perfect situation for him. With Kirk Cousins, I still don't know how I feel about it because there will be times where I watch, I'm like, Kirk, what the fuck are you doing? You just overthrew that by 20 yards. And then it's like, well, maybe he was actually just kind of throwing the ball that direction but just getting it out of the play. And I'm over here just like, what the fuck, Kirk? And then there's other throws where it's like, hey, that was a pretty damn good ball. What are you like? 
what the fuck, Kirk? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, he's just he's such a just a middle of the road. Like he's not good. He's not bad. He's just Kirk Cousins. Even his mm-hmm. career <laughs> record as a starting quarterback, it's fifty nine and fifty nine, and two ties. Kirk Cousins, yeah. That's what I mean. It's just like there's moments where you're like, what the fuck, Kirk? And then there's moments where you're like, boy, Kirk, boy," And you're 500 on both of those. Yeah. But every other three plays, it's one of those two responses. Uh, in this next tier, uh, this is the Tyler Warden tier. Uh, this mm-hmm. is where you get Tua. Okay? So no flights to Joplin. Why don't you get a flight to Joplin? Just hang out. Uh, we'll go yeah, to Club come 609. to 609. Uh, I'm putting Jalen Hurts, Tua, Baker Mayfield, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, and Trey Lance in this tier. I still believe in their potential. This mm-hmm. is that tier. of I believe in your potential, but I don't exactly love what I've seen so far out of you. Jalen Hurts, I really like him. I think he can be good. I uh, absolutely love his off-field, his character, his leadership. With Tua, like, let's see what you can do now that you actually have some good offensive weapons around you. Mm-hmm. You've got a good offensive coach. I do think this could be a big year for Tua. And, but as Dolphin fans probably agree with this, if he doesn't have a good year, it's got to be like, okay, we missed. He, he's just he's not going to be that guy. Yep. Baker, I, I thought Baker's been pretty solid, but he's never really taken that next step in what he's doing. So we'll see what happens there. Zach Wilson, uh, the mom jokes are cool. Let's see how he plays in year two. Davis Mills and Trey Lance, kind of the same thing. Loves Trey Lance. Sounds like he's finally going to get his opportunity to start, but just haven't seen really anything from him and Davis Mills, the Texans seem to love him. Who knows if that's good or not? But that's kind of that tier for me. I don't know if you had any takes for those guys. Uh, I think with Trey Lance, it's if he does start this year and it leads the the Forty Nine ers to a winning record and the playoffs. And I shouldn't say maybe Trey Lance leads them, just if the Forty Nine ers make it to the playoffs, because I, I mean, fuck, they made it to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't think it was because of Jimmy Garoppolo necessarily. If you could do something similar with Trey Lance and he does make plays and you know maybe just kind of is the dagger in some games that really just puts it away. We're like, yep, the 49ers won this game. Thank you, Trey Lance. Great play. He immediately goes to Tier 4 with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones, yep. and maybe up even into Tier 3 or 2, depending yeah. I mean, on I how really liked him. solid he is. Yeah, uh, I used to say it all the time. The first time I turned on the Trey Lance game tape, I thought I was watching a YouTube video highlight reel. Yeah. It was just the game tape. It was absolutely ridiculous. Now, it's at a lower level. I get it. Uh, but it's not like he's just out there playing absolute scrubs. Do you but, think this is going to be kind of like hot take? You maybe even crazy to say because we know who this player is now. But at the time, we didn't with Patrick Mahomes. You get drafted. You sit a year right. behind a veteran. And then you come in and you just freaking flash. Yeah. I mean, and remember back to Mahomes, which obviously we do. A lot of people were shitting on him. Yeah. Coming into year two, that was the the training camp of, oh, he's throwing so many interceptions. Yep. This looks so bad. He's he's yep. not playing. Interception well. counts up to 17, 18. We're a week into camp. It's like, what the hell's going on? Well, he's yep. practicing no lookers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Taking chances, and it, it worked out. So, yes, I, I'm not comparing him to be like, this is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, but it is very reminiscent of Mahomes. Yeah, hey, very similar situation. Here. Yeah, we knew we were going to sit you for a year and then play you. And uh, even with Mahomes, like his play at Texas Tech, I questioned the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like probably more than anyone. 
Uh, so it, it could be a situation like that for him. And then the last tier of guys that I'm just kind of ready to write off. I, don't, I just don't think you're going to be good in the NFL anymore. <laughs> uh, Goff, Wentz, Darnold, Jimmy G, Jameis, Mariota, Trubisky, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke. I think I got all the starters <laughs> in there. It's just, I, I'm sorry. I'm not building my team around you. Like This tier should become backups. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you start with Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Jimmy G, Mitchell Trubisky, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke. And it's just like, oh, man, that is just a tough group to be just kind of thrown in with. Carson Wentz, adios, amigo. I think I think Carson Wentz at one point in his career was maybe a tier one. Like yeah, the after year before he, he tore his ACL. MVP, yeah. If he uh, doesn't tear his ACL there, I wonder what happens. I mean – the Eagles probably don't go to the Super Bowl and win it, but I am a little curious. You know what I mean? If he's still Philadelphia Eagles, they're like, oh, we're just getting closer and closer. I think the Eagles winning the Super Bowl with Nick Foles is what ruined him. I don't think it was the knee injury. Oh, I mean, yeah, I just messed him up mentally. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think that. that's what did him in. I would like Carson Wentz to do a sit-down interview Sometime soon and just, like, answer these questions straight up. Throw out any bias of just being, like, a nice, friendly guy or, you know, whatever your thoughts are, anything like that. Just be honest. Be like, hey, what's up with Nick Foles? Can't stand the guy. He came in and took my job, pissed me off. I wasn't ready to handle it. I tried to talk to coaches. They didn't do enough to reassure me that I was the guy of the future. It bothered me. I, it, was hard, it was so hard to come so, in and try so and be a starting quarterback and a franchise guy when everyone's over here talking about this guy. And maybe that's just the Philadelphia fan base because they're freaking ruthless and then they can't understand why nobody wants to fucking stay there because y'all are a bunch of freaking psychos. Nobody wants to stay there? In Philly? Yeah. I feel like there's people that play for Philly that are like, yeah, these guys suck. Like, our fan base is brutal. Yeah. It's tough, but I feel like it's a good sports city. It is a good sports city if they like you. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. I respect Philly because they are they're almost unbiased. As soon as you're bad, they're going to tell you about it. They're not going to coddle you and be like, oh, let's help Carson wins, blah, blah, blah. They're, no, they're like, we want to win games here. Yeah. We don't care who the quarterback is. Or, you know, if you're an outfielder and you keep striking out, we're booing you. <laughs> if Bryce Harper's going to struggle with the Phillies, we're going to let you hear it. Yeah. So I, I kind of – That's what I mean, though. It's like you have to be like in the mindset as a player to play in Philly. Oh, yeah. And if you're not, they will you're Carson you. Wentz. Exactly. They will Carson Wentz the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And then you go from Philadelphia to Indianapolis where it's like this is a good situation. And then it's like Indianapolis like, hey, we actually just need to win games. Can you be better? Oh, man, this is just like Philly. It's just not working out. You know what I mean? And in my head all the time, I'm stressed. Not making the right plays. I know I'm not making the right plays. i got to go to the sideline and hear about it, too. just didn't help me out. Now I go to Washington. Fucking owner's not even here. He's on a yacht in a foreign country, you know, in foreign waters, so he doesn't have to may go or face may not Congress. be testifying. Yeah, it's just like, how do you think it is being a starting quarterback here? Go to training camp, decide to do a lottery ticket deal for fans. 30 people showed up. Because everyone else that they selected in their lottery tickets was like, ah, can't make it that day. I just hope that one day I can find somebody to love me the way you love Carson Wentz. Oh, that's not me loving Carson Wentz. That's just me probably saying what his answers would be. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to just be understanding. Yeah. Maybe that's my biggest flaw. That's my toxic trait. Trying to be understanding. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. 
Fuck him. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think you even mean that in a nice way, not in like. An yeah, angry I do way. actually. I just—it's so hard to be mean, man. I think you mean make love to him. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Uh, uh, even in the chat, Carson Wentz still tier one in BC's heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this chat is fantastic. <laughs> like as much as you try to like move on from it, it just puts another level to this show. He's he's always going to be a part of you, <laughs> no matter what you do. Uh, uh, still tier one of BC hearts. That is an absolute line right there. Another place that can always be a part of you is Roper Kia. Hop in there, check out their inventory, or look at it online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it, and I can attest to that one too. Um, and also, if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Again, that's Roper Kia right here in Joplin, Missouri. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you visit the website. So be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. Uh, let's get into some baseball talk now. Last night, the Yankees acquired Andrew. Who was it? Benintendi. Andrew Benintendi from the Royals for three older prospects. I won't make this too Royals centric. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this move for the Yankees. Uh, I even saw uh, somebody was tweeting with me last night and was like, "Tell me about this guy." And I said that he's, he's got to get vaxxed. If you're going to play in Toronto, he's got to get that vaccine. Yeah. That was a big issue. If he's going to play in the playoffs in Toronto, that's going to be an issue. Apparently the Yankees are uh, not too concerned about that. I don't know if that necessarily means like, hey, I'll get the vaccine if I need to or, or what. But they didn't give up much for him. Uh, three minor league pitchers, again, all of them a little bit older. We were talking about it on local radio the other day. If the Royals get anyone that contributes in the major leagues for Andrew Benintendi, they've won that trade. Yeah, and the pitchers that they got might, you know, kind of just be like middle rotation guys and someone that you can kind of work with and throw in. And I don't think it's going to be any studs out of the mix. If they do or do become that, it's like that's an automatic win for the Royals. Love it. Thank you, Benny. <laughs> but even like. I just saw, sorry, I read this chat. I saw you giggling at him. Yeah. I saw that flash one. I was just like, damn it, Bryce. But with Andrew Benintendi and the Yankees, I almost wonder if he had the same thought process. I was like, Whit Merrifield, but Whit is the idiot that said it out. Exactly. (laughs) To where, like, Whit Merrifield's like, oh, I feel confident saying this because I know I'm not the only guy in the the clubhouse that has this feeling. And then Andrew sees the, you know, the reaction to it is like, ooh, man, I'm glad I'm not the one that said it. Even with Andrew Benintendi, and this is why my stance is always like, I don't don't care about their vaccine status. Like, I get it. Your body, your choice. My thing with Whit Merrifield is like you are supposed to be the leader of this team, yeah. of this clubhouse. You're the veteran. And then you come out like you're pretty much hinting around at, I'd like to go play for a contender. Yes. Andrew Benintendi, uh, he was a rental. Like, he, he was not going to resign there. This was his last year there. Um, he's not like one of those guys that's going to be like forever a royal. Whit yeah. Merrifield did have that status. I think it's gone now. So <laughs> I, I don't care about Benintendi. And again, this is a, a rental. He's going to be a free agent after the season, so he's he's not going to get much in return. The fact that the Royals got three minor league pitchers, uh, I think is cool. But even at the same time, if you're a Yankees fan, you didn't give up any of your top prospects. I think the highest rated guy was like your number 19 prospect mm-hmm. in your system. One of the guys wasn't even in the top 30. So it's like you <laughs> didn't give up much, but you're getting a good bat for, the, for a postseason run. And you've got a guy that just, he's kind of a, an on-base guy. 
high batting average. I think he's hitting like 320. That's going to be great. Put him in front of Aaron Judge. Or, you know, honestly, maybe put him all the way at the back end of your lineup. So maybe he gets on base when Judge comes back around on the flip. But he plays solid in the outfield. He's he's a good athlete in the outfield, but he's not going to steal bases for you. Yeah, and he's, he doesn't he's a solid have a player. He doesn't have a powerful bat, but I mean, he might not ballpark. You know what I mean? And so, one right. thing that you can guarantee for the Yankees is that this guy's going to get on base. He's going to move runners, and that's what you want to see because Joey Gallo can't seem to hit the ball ever. And everybody is annoyed with. That. I saw a TikTok last night of a dad, uh, a dad and son watching the game, and the dad is on the phone with a friend standing like. Five feet from the TV, just standing up looking at it, just talking to his buddy. He's like, hey, Joey Gallo's up. Can guarantee he was going to strike out. Like, two pitches go by, and he's like, surprised didn't fucking swing at that one. And then he swings at one inside, and he's like, there it is. I freaking told you, man. And then he, like, hangs up the phone and just, like, throws it into the couch. And I was like, oh. These Have guys, you ever looked at, like, Joey Gallo's strikeout numbers? Uh, they're not good. I looked at him this morning. It's, I was going to say, I thought, I thought it was more than once. Uh, he led the league in strikeouts in 2021. Uh, with 213 strikeouts. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Uh, hey, he at least had, you're swinging the bat, man. He had 99 hits and 213 strikeouts. This is like that kid off the movie Alien, or Signs. <laughs> just freaking Mr. Yeah. Strikeout. The only thing you're going to hit is an alien in about 20 years. 498 at-bats and struck out in over 200 of them. I mean, that's probably, what, a 40 45% strikeout rate? That is absolutely insane. And even um, he hit 199 last year in 2021. This year he's hitting 161. You got to send that guy down. He has a career batting average of 201. Career batting average. How much is he making? Eight years in Major League Baseball, but because he can hit the ball really far sometimes. (laughs) When he hits it, he freaking does. Oh, it's home run or strikeout. Yeah. There are only two outcomes. This dude doesn't even walk. It's yeah, Joey Gallo outcomes. strikes out more than I did in my 20s on dating apps, says Jake the Snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. That kid's funny. <laughs> right? So uh, the, the Yankees get uh, a pretty good player. Also, they save on travel. This Interesting. The Royals are actually yeah. flying to New York to play the Yankees. I just I want to know, like, at what point does Andrew Benintendi – and at what point does the team know, like, we're trading? Hey, I want to know, when did he shave his face? Did he <laughs> yeah. shave it before the trip? Oh, like, ah, just in case. <laughs> yeah. Just letting him know, like, I'm He's already He's finishing there. up that afternoon game yesterday, yeah. and they're like, Benny, you uh, you getting ready to go tea, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am, guys. I do want to know. Just I wonder if he walks in the ballpark like, ah, oh, can't wait to be on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> He's kicked back, just relaxed yeah. on that flight. Like, oh, my winning record's about to go so high. <laughs> He's talking to whoever the, like, the starting pitcher is for today. He'll be like, hey, so uh, what are you thinking for the Yanks? Like, uh, what pitches are you looking at? Anything yeah. like that? <laughs> Straight insider training. Uh, sticking with baseball, we talked about Mike Trout a couple weeks ago around the, the All-Star break. It sounds like his back problems are a little bit worse than what we thought. Um, for so sure, yeah. Apologies to Mike Trout. I guess you should not have played in the All-Star game. Yeah. Ooh, sorry but about your back spasms. <laughs> the weird part is is that I, I believe it was the Angels trainer that was talking about it. Why? Who gave him permission? Yeah. Like, <laughs> If it's your head trainer, it's one thing to just kind of give the report, but it was the fact that he was like, ah, you know, this might be something we have to monitor for the rest of his career and kind of manage. Yeah. It was like, hey, dude, shut up. You remember last year when all those football players were like, ah, I think that's HIPAA. 
this this is it. This is yeah, what you guys honestly. are looking for. You have somebody talking about Mike Trout's health and how his career might be affected by this. Like that is probably a HIPAA violation. You can't reveal somebody else's info like that. But I mean, it does suck. But I mean, shoot, we were kind of talking about Mike Trout even yesterday. He's not this young guy that everybody thinks that he is anymore. He's in his thirties. He's had some back problems now, and, you know, injured last year too. I think Mike Trout's best days are behind him. And maybe it's just me, but, you know, I've been waiting for Mike Trout to have like a 50 home run season or where he's consistently hitting 40 home runs even. Yeah. And not to just crap on the guy a lot. I do like him, but he's been talked about like one of the best baseball players of all time. Like that he's going to finish his career as a top 10, top five player ever. They've been playing baseball for a long time, like 150 years. He's only had two seasons where he's hit 40 home runs. And we talk about him like he's Mickey Mantle, he's Babe Ruth. I just don't know that we're going to see that out of Mike Trout. Yeah, those days might be long gone. Like, yeah, even like You a, said yesterday on radio, like, hey, he's probably past his prime. A 500 uh, home run career, that might be out of the question. We'll see how his back does. He's, he's sitting at 334 right now. But, I mean, if he's not a 500 home run hitter, it's, it's, I'm not going to say he's a bust, but he like didn't live up to the hype. How many hits or home runs? Did home you? runs. Okay. I was like, he only has 334 hits? No, he's, okay. he's got like 1,500 hits. That's what, okay, yeah. But 334 home runs when he's supposed to be like a, a 500, 600 home run guy. Yeah. Like, we're putting him in the category with guys like King Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds. Might want to pump the brakes on that. I mean, we might have to if this like, and that just sucks as like a player this great is like oh, back mm-hmm. injury. And even like three thousand hits is another one of those career milestones where it's like, oh yeah, you're getting into the Hall of Fame for that. Yeah, he's twelve years into his career and he doesn't have fifteen hundred hits. I don't think he's going to just magically get fifteen hundred more yeah. in his thirties. I mean, if he plays another 15 years, it's going to be close, but shit. Right, he's, he's not Tom Brady. He's yeah. not playing until he's 45. He'll be 45 up there like, ugh. There goes the back. He can't run. Mm-hmm. So I, we'll see. I, I hope that he makes a good recovery. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I do think that there is a, a conversation to be had about he didn't really live up to the hype that we thought he would, which sucks. Uh, I, I hate to do it, but I also think you got to be honest with it. Uh, and again, that back injury, I don't know who gave permission to the trainer to be like, yeah, let's talk about Mike Trout's career. Cause even like he's been kind of mentioned, we mentioned him, uh, in trade talks of like, Hey, yeah. do you really, do you blow this thing up? Do you try to trade Mike yeah, Trout? If you're trading Shohei Otani, you might as well just trade Mike Trout too. Maybe not at the same time, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also in trade talks, I'm just going to tell you, there are going to be some jokes made about Brittany Griner here. <laughs> Oh, man. Brittany Griner possibly coming back in a, a two-for-one trade. It's almost ironic, and maybe it's the fact that it's sports media people reporting this. This just it legitimately feels like a sports organization making a trade. It, I even yeah. saw report, or tweets and reports that like Russia was trying to keep this deal hush-hush. It's like they didn't want anybody to talk about it. Yeah. And then in sports fashion, the stuff gets leaked. And it's like, oh, this is what you're offering us? Leak the deal. 
We yeah. want more. Leak it. So I I actually read like a pretty lengthy article on it this morning, and it was the fact that the United States and Russia tried to do this like secretly, but a lot of it was because like Brittany Griner wasn't really speaking out about like her treatment or anything. She just kind of went about her way because she didn't want to, you know, one, piss off the Russian government, and two, just like cut off all ties, you know, with the communication to the U.S. and everything like that. And so it's like she didn't really talk. She just kind of kept her head down and was quiet. And then when she got her testimony, it was the first time she spoke up and was like, hey, like they didn't read me my rights. They didn't really, you know, look at anything. They just pretty much arrested me and put me in jail. Uh-huh. And like that was it. And everyone was like, okay, this is kind of our first time hearing about it. And the rumor thought is, is that the U.S. is now saying that. So pretty much kind of trying to prepare the American people for the possibility that if she gets sentenced for the full 10 years, we all realize that, hey, Russia also just like broke their own laws and it's just punishing her to punish her because she's an American. Oh, 100%. And the thing that's is, too, that, definitely they, what and that they worry about is like, okay, if we do do this like human trade, you know what I mean, between countries to get her back, does that just help promote or encourage other countries to just, you know, yeah, just uh, steal, Americans, yeah, illegally. just like, a, just mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to steal this American. Cool, we're going to get our person back. And then the United States is like, well, I mean, we got Brittany Griner, we might as well get this person. They're a CEO of a business. Yeah. But then it's just or like, reporters. okay. If I'm an average Joe that's just a healthcare recruiter and I get kidnapped while I'm over there, you know what I mean, just trying to enjoy some travel, and they're like, "Well, sorry about you over there for 20 years." Yep, and it, it's hopefully, yeah, both these Americans get to return back home. It is a little bit messed up that the person <laughs> that Russia is requesting back in this trade, his nickname is the Merchant of Death. Yeah, arms dealer. I'm I'm not worth that in trade. <laughs> It's going to take like six of me to value one merchant of death. Yeah, I'm that's a pretty scary nickname to have. <laughs> right? And what happened to like, we don't negotiate with terrorists? we got to get Brittany Griner back. But if you're a six-foot-eight basketball player, yeah. like, yeah, maybe we negotiate a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I think, man, it's just, it's so scary to talk about that with Russia, too, because it, like, it always just kind of turns into like a political discussion, or maybe that's just something I'm worried about it turning into. But it's just the fact is like, if you do do this, it really does open up the door for like other countries to be like, yeah, let's just kidnap Americans and get who we want back in our turn. And it does make it kind of scary. It's a little intimidating to be like, okay, hey, we did this. But it's also interesting to the point of like Brittany Griner barely had any drugs on her, and they're yeah, trying to just sentence her to 10 years over this just because they can and they want to to be like, oh, look what we did to the Americans. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's where it's like that just kind of pisses off. Pisses me off at least. But quit fucking playing games. Just let her go. It's fucking Brittany Griner. You need an arms dealer that bad? Get a get a Merchant of Death Junior out there. Tell me there's not already one there. Who cares? You don't have one just sitting in your minor leagues. Yeah, call him up. Freaking Jesus! Well, like, don't you have another Brittany Griner? Not necessarily. That's a fucking anomaly, right there. Do you think there's a Russian podcast that's sitting over there and they're talking about like this is absolute bullshit? Like this is a very important person. We need the merch back. We've got to have him in the country. There's a ton of Brittany Griners over there playing basketball. What do they need her for? Like, she had very illegal drugs. Yep. She tried to smuggle into the country. We have our own drugs. <laughs> we don't need her smuggling the American you know, drugs. The drug problem we have in this country because these damn Americans just bringing their hash oil over here? No. And what the merchant do wrong? Oh, he sold some guns. You guys love guns in America. What's he doing that's so bad? Bring him back. Get him over here. I bet there's. I'm going to look up Russian podcasts later today. <laughs> that That's exactly what they're saying. That is a whole conversation. That's right the there. counter argument to Brittany Griner right there. 
we play both sides. You know what I mean? There's we played the advocate and devil's advocate really well. I did it for Carson Wentz. You did it for Russia. <laughs> God, yeah, lump me into that. <laughs> I, just, I bet there is. I, I bet those crazy Russians over there are like, this is such a big deal. Like, this guy's important to us. He's one of our top dogs. This is a top level. Prospect. I had a fucking Merchant of Death poster in my room as a kid. He's been gone. <laughs> yeah, he got sentenced to twenty five years for guns. I was going to go to he a freaking- love guns. All you talk about is guns. I see a mass shooting every week. <laughs> You guys are sponsored by a gun company. <laughs> they, they're the freaking guns are sponsoring their podcast. You're talking we don't even have merchant? sponsors. And then you're going to talk to me about gunspot.com? Get out of here with these guys. These dumb Americans. That's talking Russia. Uh, speaking of uh, other just terrible, <laughs> terrible countries, how about Saudi Arabia? Let's dip into that one. Yeah, Live Tour. Uh, what's up? Live Tour has announced that in 2023 they are going with a 14 uh, series of events. For, uh, again, next year with a payout of over $400 million in prize money. Uh, if you thought this league was going away, they are not. They are just getting bigger. And then some, somebody else committed today. Who was it? Was it Bubba Watson? Like, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm playing yeah. over there. It, it's rumored. It's, the rumors are out there, which, you know, all the other rumors have pretty much been <laughs> yeah. truth. So. Yeah, it's going to be Rory McIlroy. It's going to be like you know, the last. The older guy. I get, the more I realize, like, ah, these rumors, the rumors are out there. Yeah, it's because it's not a rumor; it's the fucking truth. You're just scared <laughs> of the truth coming out. Yeah, you asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, this is like the I'm going to let a bunch of other guys go and take all the heat for it. Yeah, I'll see y'all later. Hey, I'll, I'll see you guys. In <laughs> I'm a coming to the party. I'm going to be a little bit late just in case, like the cops are there waiting, but I, I'll be there later. <laughs> After everything settles and nobody really cares about these people committing anymore, I'll be there. Well, that and the fact that the Live Tour is like, hey, uh, we've actually kind of solidified what we're going to do and what we're going to be. We're going to have a 14-event 2023 season. And the prize money, 405 mil. Mm-hmm. Bubba Watson's like, see you there. And they're doing a pro-am this weekend, too. Uh, Charles Barkley going to play in it. He hasn't made any announcements for like the announcing part of it, but he's yeah. going to play in their pro-am tournament. Uh, Trump going to play in their pro-am tournament. Okay, uh, that's going to be an interesting one because you have a lot of families from 9/11 that are going to be there protesting. It's kind of weird. You have a former president playing. Oh wow! I didn't even think of that. With 9/11 protesters, is it being? Where's it being played at? Do you know? At Trump's golf course in New York. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I kind of wish they had a TV deal because I want to watch it. Yeah. Stream it on YouTube. It <laughs> uh, my question with this is. How good of a golfer is Trump? Because we do know during his presidency, before his presidency, he hated how much Obama went and golfed. Yeah. And then he becomes president, and he's golfing all the time. And I'm not, like, trying to get into that discussion. I just don't think Trump realized, like, hey, playing golf is a good way to just get out and forget about the other fucking bullshit you have oh, going no, on. Oh, no, he's been a career golfer. As a president. Not a career golfer. But, like, yeah. throughout his entire life, he's golfed. But I feel like even as, like, a president, it's like, let's go golf. I feel like there's more going on when you're playing golf than people just – playing golf oh, a lot of it's probably business deals and stuff like yeah that. like you're having talks you know trying to figure stuff out kind of clear the mind get away being a course makes sense i just want to know how good of a golfer donald trump is i bet he's pretty solid yeah well he's old he's like 75 i've seen like pictures of him teeing off it's like that's a weird stance you're leaning yeah. way too forward and that's a dump truck <laughs> <laughs> right but and i you're think he's also a little pretty too short. decent he's gotten better his golf swing used to be atrocious i, I think the th- 
thing with some of those guys is like you look at them and you're like, oh, ha ha, let's make fun of them. But then you realize, like, wait a second, your score is not too bad. Like, if you know, you're out there golfing and joplin, you probably brag about your scores. But when you get out there at the pro am, you got guys like Tony Romo and stuff like that. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, they're shooting an eighty. I shot a one hundred five. That's not bad. I chipped in from Tony on like full six, <laughs> right? After yeah, three mulligans. <laughs> yeah, so I, I bet a lot of those guys, especially if you're playing in a pro am. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't really look at a lot of the other names, but you know, like these guys like Steph Curry that go out there and golf. Like they're actually really good at golf. Michael Jordan, like if they golfed with just the regular people, they'd be like, shit, you're good. Yeah. Like you drove that. <laughs> like why am I playing with you? Easy. Yep. But when you go out there and you're doing it at these programs, it's like, oh yeah, look at this guy. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the definition of suck kind of changes that. <laughs> I mean, even one of my buddies who I golf with, and I, I think he's a pretty good golfer, went and played in like a amateur event a couple weeks ago, didn't do so hot. And I was like, dang, dude, that stinks. <laughs> it's pretty tough right and again uh, the chat i love some of the jokes that happen in the chat i'm not going to read all of them uh, but they are they are pretty good uh, if you do own a golf course you better be pretty damn good at it yeah but also there are people that own like basketball teams and not great gms michael jordan lebron going to be in that category uh soon also another thing speaking of basketball that i was reading about this morning was uh the golden state warriors might be uh, in a little bit of trouble here with their their franchise and going forward trying to keep all the players that they have. And I saw this because uh, Draymond Green reportedly wants a max dollar extension. Draymond Green wants a five-year, $164 million deal. For his podcast or to play basketball? <laughs> As a play, If that's the podcast deal he's getting from old Cowherd, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it does not make sense. As a basketball player, he's just—he's nowhere near worth a max extension. No, see you later. Like the, I think the Warriors are going to have some tough decisions to make because you do—you want to keep him. He's been there. He's been a piece of your championship runs. But even in the fourth quarter last year, like you're pulling him out of some games. Yeah, he's not. A, I don't even know if you can call him a good defender anymore. Well, at one point last year, he was in consideration for Defensive Player of the Year and ended up going to Marcus Smart. But it was like. There was just a huge drop-off, it felt like, in his play. And so that's where I look at it. I was like, hey, man, you're not worth the $164 million. Especially when you just mentioned, mm-hmm. you're getting pulled out at the end of games. That's not a $164 million deal. Right. $164 million players don't get pulled out in the fourth quarter, so their team's better. And the Warriors are, are facing some really big luxury tax problems, too. Uh, they also need to extend Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. Those guys are due for extensions, and they were key pieces to that championship run, much more so than Draymond Green was. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to do that. Last year alone, just last season, the Warriors paid $170 million in luxury tax. That's not their salaries. That that's, just means because they're, they're over the salary cap, right? Right. So that's Holy the amount of money shit. they had to pay for being so far over it. When you combine the the player salaries and the tax that they paid, their budget for last year was three hundred and fifty million dollars. Now, and just to just put this built, into they a just little, built a new arena. Yeah, a little bit of perspective here. The Warriors paid three hundred and fifty million dollars last year. The Dodgers that everybody hates, two hundred and sixty two million. We're talking about a $90 million difference in payroll. One of these teams has to field a team of 26 every day. One of them 
fields a team of 15 <laughs> tops. And 10 might play in that. So, like, the fact that people are like, this is bullshit. The Dodgers and the Yankees and all these, they pay, they pay their players, they buy their championships. Then you got the Warriors that are out there like, that's chump change. Yeah. And there were even rumors, like, if, if Draymond gets an extension, if you do it with Poole, if you do it with Wiggins, that their total payroll could reach four to maybe even $500 million a year. Jesus. Those There's no way you contracts. can afford that, right? And that's kind of what the owner was saying, too. It's like, hey, we, we can't keep doing this. And so we'll see. They Obviously, they've been paying the luxury tax for years now. And I do think it's cool, and I give them credit for it. I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, look at the Warriors. They bought their championships. They drafted their championships. Well, and they've and then paid they've them. Yeah. done right by their players by saying, hey, we're going to keep you here, even if it means we're paying $170 million in tax. We're going to do it. So that's cool. Like Steph Curry, one of the highest play, paid players in the league. And I think he deserves it. But I, I do think that we're starting to see this run with the Warriors where they're going to have to make some tough decisions. And I don't even think it's a tough decision. you got to move on from Draymond. Yeah. Like if he's coming out and he's saying, I want five years, I want $160 million, like that. Hey, congratulations, man. Like We'll try to find you a team that will pay you that. Why do we not have that message to Draymond Green that we do some of the other players? Where it's like, hey, you're already looking past basketball. You're already doing some of these yeah. TV deals. You know what I mean? You're already pretty much going to be the guy for, you know, NBA Tonight or whatever oh, it yeah. is for uh, Turner Sports and ABC and all that. When yeah, Charles if Barkley Chuck goes to a live tour, <laughs> Draymond's sliding in that chair. Exactly, and it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't think you pay Draymond that. Oh, I I 100% don't think you should. And I, this is a situation you know we talked about it before with the Patriots. Uh, you have to make those business decisions. Yeah. So when it's time to move on from a guy, it has to be time to move on, or you're going to be sitting here. And even if you pay Draymond this money, I just don't think you'll he'll ever come close to being worth it. I think that he's a year, two years away from being a bench player. Yeah, I mean, Bryce says right here in the chat, and it's a great point. Draymond is more of a name than a player. Mm-hmm. Bingo. It, like, kind of jokingly, just started talking about this. If that's a podcast deal that he's getting from somebody, Volume Sports or whatever— that might make sense because he was like the number one sports podcaster yeah. for a second. As a basketball player, I don't know. If Turner were to come to Draymond and say, like, hey, we want your podcast. We want you on Inside NBA. We want you doing this and that. That might be a good contract. But it's a bad basketball contract, which is weird. And he's, uh, he's Mr. New Media there. And, you know, a couple other basketball teams that I was looking at, too. Uh, the Nets, the Nets are really close too. Their total, uh, with salary and taxes, was three hundred and twenty-six million. I completely overlooked that one in the rundown. Holy shit! Yep. How? For who? Kevin Durant, <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons. Yeah, but like Ben Simmons didn't play this year. They didn't pay him, did they? I thought that was still the seventy uh, sixers. No, the Sixers didn't pay him. I think the Nets did. Holy cow. Once he got there. And, you know, like, uh, was DeAndre Jordan, was he there last year? Yeah, just, Blake Griffin. Yeah. yeah, they've got some bad contracts as well where they're overpaying for some of these guys. Now, I think the Clippers were up there as well. Obviously, they've got Kawhi Leonard. He didn't play last year, but Paul George as well. They were third most in luxury tax. The Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, came in at fourth. Mm-hmm. And then the Lakers rounded out at five. All of those teams are above $150 million. It's a luxury tax. That's insane. Yeah. 
It is. I mean, that's, if you're an owner, that's a good problem to have. If you're the Warriors, like if you're the Warriors owner, it's like, hey, man, we got to deal with these luxury taxes, but hey, we're winning championships. If you're the Nets dealing with this luxury tax, like this is not paying. Yeah, off. exactly. If, if you're the Warriors, it's like, man, we've been paying all this money, but I've got four championship rings. Yep. And we're worth. And I do billions. wonder if ownership now is like, hey, we, we made a run. Now it's time to start cutting some cost. Yeah. Can't keep operating in the negative, which I'm sure they're not. But I, I had no idea that these teams were paying out that much money in the NBA. And it, again, just for a little bit of reference, too, the NFL salary cap is $208 million, and you can't go over that. <laughs> and they field a team of 53 players. Basketball team, like honestly, you, you're probably keeping what, 12? I think you can keep some guys on the bench up to 15, mm-hmm. but you're probably paying 12 guys. And you're getting into the four hundred million dollars. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, that is insane. It also makes me realize that the NBA is maybe a little bit healthier than I thought as a league. Like that's well, they're just I mean worldwide. I mean you're getting yeah, they're global. You know, like more global than all the other sports. Mm-hmm. Baseball might be the next one, but it's still NBA. Yeah, and again, like the Dodgers and the Yankees are the top uh, teams in payroll for baseball. Dodgers come in at two hundred sixty-two million. Yankees, $254 million. So even that is nowhere near what the Warriors are yep. paying out. It's crazy. It's crazy. If you want yourself uh, a good deal, you should go visit Club 609, though, for their two-for-one drink specials, kind of like that Brittany Grinder trade, two-for-one, uh, but much cheaper and no merchant of death involved. Uh, some great appetizers, though. Uh, that happy hour runs from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Uh, again, get in there and check it out. Two for one drink specials does mean two drinks for the price of one, and that's at Club Six Hundred Nine. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, on First and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. And it's not a matter of if; it is a matter of when you're going to need your oil changed in your tire service. Make sure you get that taken care of right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, at Downtown Lube. Uh, Tyler put it in the chat, too. Draymond has such a punchable face. He should have to pay to be in the league. I, like, there for a minute when they did, like, the Mad Dog versus Draymond thing, I was like, no, I'm on Team Draymond. Like, he should be able to talk about what he wants to, have his podcast. I don't listen to his podcast. I actually don't like his voice. I don't either. Either. No, I don't, I'm not excited to listen to him on TV, especially if he replaces Chuck. It's going to be tough. I feel like if you're turning, you have to find a way to keep Chuck there. Because yep. once you lose Chuck, I think that show loses every bit of I its too. just enjoyment of watching. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Shaq, you need to recognize, buddy, you're riding Barkley's coattails. For this, yes. Like Kenny Smith, you're cool, dude. Ernie's great. Ernie somehow balances all of it out. Uh-huh. It, like the power ranking of that show is definitely Charles, large gap, Ernie, even larger gap. And then for me, it's Kenny Smith. Another gap, Charles uh, Shaq. Really? Yeah. Damn. Now, maybe this is uh, one of those generational things, too. I started watching Inside the NBA before Shaq was ever a part of it. So I saw it when it was just the uh, three. You're, are you uh, – do you remember those days? <laughs> there was where it was just Kenny, Ernie, and Charles? Uh-huh. I didn't know that, no. Yep. So I remember the pre-Shaq days when it was still good and went in ESPYs and – Maybe not ESPYs, but whatever it is, the awards that they win uh, every yeah, year talking for Emmy. best studio performance. And yeah. it's because Charles Barkley is great, and that's why the Live Tour is going to pay him 
All this money. Emmys. Thank you. Uh, that's what they're called. I just uh, said that. I didn't hear you. Oh, I was like, damn. Yep, I saw it in the chat, though. Thanks, Bryce. <laughs> uh, let's get to some of these Thinking Out Loud Thursdays. You have two of them today, so I'm going to let you start out uh, with yours. Yeah, there's been this thing going on Twitter lately that I've noticed is just kind of picking up steam, and I'm going to be honest with you. It's the most annoying fucking thing I, I've seen on Twitter in a while, where everyone's like, don't – you'll have this guy that's like, don't draft this player in you know the first two rounds. And then they go on like this huge thread explaining it, and then they just like want you to guess who the player is at the end. And it's like, just put this in one tweet and then explain it from there when people ask questions. There's so many of these little like fantasy football threads that are out there right now where it's like Twitter? listen to this thread, right. yes, about you know, like don't draft this player, you know, after round five or you know, till then and and it's just like all these random things that's like it's this tweet that gets your attention, and then there's about three tweets underneath it in the thread, and then it's like, can you guess this player? No, motherfucker, because I have no idea what you're talking about. And it's just it's driving me insane. I've been seeing it so much lately. I, I don't know I if it's one it. person. I don't know if it's been multiple people, but I've seen multiple of these, and it is just – I can't stand it. I'm sick and tired of it. Just yeah. tell me your fantasy football thought and put it out there. I'm not reading an article on Twitter about this. Like if you're going to write an article, post the article. Don't write the article on Twitter and then sit there and do that. No, 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 no. I Give me your I thoughts. Let me it know. Boom, that's it. Thank you. Next. It is fantasy football season right around the corner. A lot of people prepping. I don't see a lot of fantasy football takes on my timeline, though. But apparently well, lucky you're fired you. up about it. Uh, I do see a lot of college football takes on my timeline. And I saw one uh, this week, and I've put it in the rundown, I think, twice, and I was like, nope, not going to talk about it. But I figured today, we're already talking about Brittany Griner, we're already talking about the Live Tour, I might as well address the Jim Harbaugh comment that he made (laughs) this week, too. Uh, Jim Harbaugh came out, and he's pro-life, which, uh, if that's your cup of tea, go for it, Uh, and saying some really, like I think, controversial takes to where he said he tells his players every year if they have an accidental pregnancy and they find out that they cannot parent that child and they cannot take care of it to let him know and he will take care of that child. Now, if you're going to be pro-life, you better be pro-action as well. you got to take care of them kids. So for Jim Harbaugh to come out and be like, I'll do it. One, I don't believe you, but two, like, okay, good for you to at least have a stance. Yeah. My thinking out loud I need a player to do it. Take him up on the offer. But right, coach, I got a two-year-old. It's not really working for me. He's in the transfer portal. Uh, he's looking at you, and we think that maybe he's going to commit there. Will you and Mrs. Harbaugh take on my son? I just, I kind of want to see what would happen in these situations where you throw out a hypothetical and somebody calls you on it. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> I think Jim Harbaugh is the type of person that would actually do it. Because I feel like he is confident in the structure of his family that he has and household where it's like, like I have a good family here that would help me do this to help this person. Like I think that's where I respect Jim Harbaugh for, one, coming out and saying this and giving that option for his players, and two, the fact that I think he would actually do it because he knows he wouldn't be alone if he made the decision and had to do that. Where his wife's going to say yes, his older kids, I think, I mean, he's got several grandkids because we kind of went about it. Uh, when they went on that like vacation or whatnot, it was like Jim Harbaugh on family vacation. Like here he is, and he's like trying to do a workout before somewhere. Is like taking a nap on the floor in the airport, and it's just like I think Jim Harbaugh would actually do it. 
Maybe. And so it's I, like I did see a tweet yesterday that's like, okay, Jim Harbaugh saying like he'll do it, he'll take on these kids. Uh, he tells his players this stuff every year. It, but the the quote tweet was, "Hey Jim, there are over ten thousand kids in foster care." Man, I I, <laughs> I don't want this like to come off towards you because it's not, but it's just like. That's like just because Jim Harbaugh comes out and says this doesn't mean it's his responsibility to take care of all these other kids. Uh-huh. It's like if Jim Harbaugh is going to come out and say this and say he's willing to step up, then everybody else needs to be willing to step up as well. Because if you're going to call it one person to step up, why aren't you stepping up? Like that's where my thought kind of comes on it too. Uh-huh. And it's just like I'm also in the understanding point of like if you're going to tell someone to go have a baby, like da 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 da, like it was your decision to do this and that's where it's at. It's like okay, I understand you're saying this that that what you want this person to do. But when that person then has the baby because they listen to your advice, you need to be there to help them through that and not just be like, well, it's your responsibility. They understand that. They realize that. They need help. So be willing to help. I, I do think it's funny. And that's like – and I, it still goes back to the point with Jim Harbaugh. It's like if you're going to sit here and say you're about it, then be about it. <laughs> he is. And like it all just kind of comes into the whole circle of like – Especially when some player comes knocking on that yeah. door though. And I'm honestly, I don't know if he has before or if it's one of those deals like I'm going to take this kid in or it's like – I'll help pay for the expenses that you need to get through this time. Just keep doing what you're doing. I got you. Mm-hmm. I do think it's funny. I'm not a big Jim Harbaugh guy anyway, though. Man, I, for, for some reason, I have been over the last like two like year, maybe. Maybe it was because like Dude beat Ohio got, State once, and you're like, oh, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> I think it was just because like everybody was out on him, and it was like, I feel bad that I'm just kind of piling on with this. Like, uh-huh. You look at what he's done at Michigan, and he, you know, he has been kind of winning. He has been getting guys developed and sending them to the NFL. There's been a lot of promise here. They just haven't been able to beat Ohio State. Then the they beat Ohio higher. State. I, we did talk about this on radio yesterday, though. I absolutely love the Ryan Day comment that he made yesterday <laughs> yeah. uh, where they were talking about wins and expectations. And Ryan Day came out and said, like, going 11-2 and two and winning the Rose Bowl is something you celebrate at other schools. It's not what we do here at Ohio State. We're trying to win every game. Yeah. <laughs> that is, like, such a good Mic little drop. subtle dig. <laughs> But at the same time, is also true for Ohio State. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. uh, your last tell the truth, or thinking out loud Thursday. Yes. Um, I saw it right before we hopped on. I was watching a, a TikTok of a girl, or saw a video that was a TikTok, and this girl was saying, uh, I made a joke a while back on one of my videos that rent in Austin, Austin, Texas, is probably going to go up by like $2,000. And she was like, it came, comes out, I was like, I was not joking. It ends up being the truth. Here it is. And she got a letter from her apartment complex for like a one-bedroom, very tiny apartment that her rent was going to go up to about $5,000 a month. $5,000 a month? Swear to God, to live in Austin, Texas. And it was just like, she's like, I don't understand why it is this much. And for her to like get the renewal fee at like an early cost, she had to pay $750 just to renew her lease there. And I don't know if it's because she had like a shorter lease or it was only going to be there temporarily, but still – $5,000 $5,000 a month to stay somewhere in a one-bedroom apartment that's not that big is stupid. Now, this is where I got pissed because, one, I hate the cost of housing and how people are like, oh, get into real estate, get into real estate, and then they hike up prices so that they can make their money off of it. I think there, Personally, I think there should be a regulation on housing costs because it's just so fucking dumb that some place can be like, oh, $2,000 a month to live here. And you're like, why? And they're like, that's because that's the price. It's like, no, F you. You just want more money in your pocket, and there's no reason for it. Just let me pay what the cost is and just be on my happy way. That's just not how things work. I understand that. But it was the fact that people were commenting on this video that was like, hey, how about if you're not from Austin, you just leave? Why are people that are from Austin 
so like just hateful to people that don't live there. Well, I don't that's think what I will never understand. I don't think it's just Austin. I mean, I've heard people just all over Texas say that, like, "Hey, you're not you're not from Texas. Like, get out of here." Or yeah. even you probably have that happen in California, other places too. Or even New York. Like New York is supposed to be like this big melting pot of people, but they're like, "Ah, you're not a New Yorker." Like, claim you're from New York, but live in New Jersey and see how that goes for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't, I'm saying I don't even know what that means. Is that, like that's a bad thing? The bad, yeah. You can't claim to be a New Yorker while living in Hoboken, New Jersey. People get very upset about that. That's big. It's that big of a deal. Uh-huh. It's like a, you're. What are you like a bridge away? A, a very large river away. It's a different state. I get it. I I guess I mean it's I one do of those St. a little Louis bit, things. but it's like you're you're not actually from St. Louis. But yeah, that's true. The people that live in New Jersey, they're like, oh yeah, you know, New York City. Eh, are you though? Do you work there at least, <laughs> or are you just are you hanging out on the other side and being like, yep, I can see it. It's over there. <laughs> Dang. And once you see the difference, it's a little, it's a little yeah. bigger than you think. It's probably a forty-five minute car ride. Across the river? Yeah. Just because of traffic? Traffic. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, how big? Motherfucker, that's not a river. That's an ocean. It's also wild to be like, yep, we're driving. We're in a tunnel. Oh, we're under a giant river right now. It makes me claustrophobic. Yeah, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that? No, I thought there was just above water bridges. No, there's a lot of underground tunnels. Holy shit. There are a couple bridges, like the Brooklyn Bridge, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but for any time I've traveled from New York to New Jersey, it's been via a tunnel. And you're there for 45 minutes? Not all of it's under. Oh, man, I feel like I would panic for a little but, uh, bit. Well, yeah. Oh. I mean, I've heard stories before of people being stuck in traffic where traffic comes to a stop in the tunnel. I, I think I Have you seen – what's out. that movie? I Am Legend. I think it's I Am Legend where all the cars are like in the tunnel and they're not moved. I don't know. I guess I don't remember that part. There are movies. You probably just haven't realized it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, traffic gets stuck under there. I, I would freak out. Oh, I 100%. Even I, when we go to Mobile and you got to go underneath that bridge there underneath the, the bay, it's like for that split moment of like, hey, get me the fuck out of here. Because mm-hmm. like, yep. I, I know I'm a decent swimmer. I ain't holding my breath that long Shit. and I'm going to be panicking. Uh-huh. Or like if, if it starts leaking... Stuff yes. like that, like that panics me. Like, what if this just all of a sudden just burst, kaboom, collapses? Yep. And you've got this giant ass river. By the way, it's the same river that the guy landed the plane on. Yeah, the Hudson. Yeah, yeah. It's scary, <laughs> scary stuff. There is talking the, to you. There's a thing though. It, I, I'm kind of about it. Of like, a, don't claim to be here if you're not from here. I just think with Austin, it's just like that's their response to everything. Now, if you're like, hey, you're not from – like, go home. If you don't like it, leave. Yes. Uh, Well, or just, you know, maybe try to make it better. Yeah, just be a little bit more accommodating. Uh Like, your city is booming in growth. Just because I say, like, hey, I don't like this Orlando Brown trade, it doesn't mean that I hate the Kansas City Chiefs and I should (laughs) stop being a fan. Yeah. Like, just because I don't like the prices of housing in Austin, Texas, doesn't mean I hate the city. It's like, or, oh, so you want to pay 5000 a month. Yeah, Come take my place. Just because I disagree with you politically doesn't mean like, ah, oh, if you don't love it, leave it. Like, yeah. no, like, let's just – there's my ideas on some things. Yep. Let's try that out. Let's see if that works. But you are, you are right. But $5,000 a month, 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look more into it to get more details or what it was. But the fact that she just said, like, "Yeah, my rent's going up another twenty two hundred dollars, and it's going to be like fifty two hundred a month." It was like that's like the fact you're even paying two thousand a month to stay there. And we live in a very cheap part of the country. Yeah, five thousand dollars a month here is getting you a damn near mansion. It fucking should be like with about five pools. <laughs> right. Good God. <laughs> In New York City, that's like, man, I've got a two-bedroom apartment. I saw a house on California one time uh, on, like, Zillow. I was just kind of, like, messing around looking at it. Like, a million-dollar house was a $60,000 house. I was like, that's a piece of shit. Three-bedroom, (laughs) two-bath. Yes. It was like, that's a million dollars? There's no way. Yeah. It's wild. That's why I think it's like, why did you let it get to that point? How did it get to that point? That's what I just don't get. I think housing is too much. I don't know. Let's end the show there and let's uh, yeah. think about it and maybe try to figure it out. Or maybe <laughs> more people should just, you know what, move to Joplin, Missouri. Tyler was already looking at flights earlier today. Yeah. Uh, I think the rest of you guys should too. Got some great sponsors, great places around here. Come check us out anytime you can. But that's it for us today. We appreciate you guys joining us on this lovely Thirsty Thursday. Uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow, 10 a.m., right here in the call app tomorrow. Uh, for a little Friday edition of Mic'd Up. Uh, you guys take care, and we'll talk to you then.